Hallelujah. Right. All right. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everyone. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to see you once again, because it's the third Saturday of the month. <laughs> and you know what that means. We are here to talk about this amazing book, Beyond Salvation, The Art of Praise Receiving God's Promises, that was written by our own prophetess free. Yes, yes. So we are just so um, happy for you to be here. We're thankful for you. You've been with us for the last two years. This is the second season. Wow. Praise the Lord. He's faithful. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, my goodness. So we just we just want to welcome everyone. We want you to come on in. We want you to share. We want you to tag someone. We want you to get comfortable. This is your Saturday morning where we are going to talk about the promises of God. We are in our eternity chat. We are talking about walking in the favor of God. And especially today, we have been talking about forgiveness. Oh, my God. See, that's a huge, that is a huge, huge issue. And we love dealing with certain things because we want you to be free because God is setting us all free. Amen. So we're just asking that you would get comfortable. We're welcoming you in. We thank you for being here. As you know, I am Apostle True of True Free Love Ministries. Prophet is free is here from God's Love Song Ministry. And we are excited once again. Oh my gosh. And once again, I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you and how we love you because you have been so faithful joining us. You have been faithful in reaching out and getting being interested in the things that Prophet is Free has to offer. You have been faithful. And so we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for each and every one of you. And we're thanking God for what he's doing in your life. We're thanking God for the testimony. We thanking God, we're thanking God for those who have come into the kingdom of God, those whose Amen. minds have been um, re- renewed. And they Amen. are coming out of old habits and old beliefs and traditions. We thank you that you are allowing, that you are receiving us and allowing us to speak into your life and to show you through the word of God, his truth. Yes. That's a lot to be thankful for. (laughs) So praise praise God. God, praise God. So I want to go ahead and get started. So the first thing that I am going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pray in. Prophet is free. I'm going to pray in. I am going to ask everyone to have, if you haven't already, get your seats, get comfortable, get your Bibles and your papers and your pens, whatever it is that you need, and just come on in. Just come on in in the name of Jesus. Don't forget to tag someone. Don't forget to say hello. Don't forget to put us, give us a message, thumbs up, hearts, all of that good stuff. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah, 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 glory, hallelujah, Lord. We worship and we praise you, Father God. We give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just lift up the name of Jesus. We bless the Son in the name of Jesus. We acknowledge, Father God, the Holy Spirit in this place. We acknowledge your presence right now in the name of Jesus. And we, Father God, are thanking you, Father God, that those who are watching this live broadcast, Father God, or those who will look at it at a later date, Father God, that the Holy Spirit will, Father God, be present with them even as they watch. We are thanking you, Father God, that there is going to be something said today, Father God, that is going to break off strongholds, that it's going to, Father God, renew minds, that is going to set the captives free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that today, Lord, you are doing something, Father God, for your people which is huge. You are teaching them, Father God, how to walk in love. You are teaching them how to forgive and to shake off the shackles of unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. You are bringing them up to a higher level and a place of maturity that you have called them to, Father God, in the name of Jesus. No longer will they be, Father God, bound to the things of their past in the name of Jesus. No longer will they, Father God, continue to play and, and replay those episodes in their minds in the name of Jesus that reinforce their hurt feelings, their bitterness, Father God, and the actions that they, Father God, take against others. But we, Father God, declare in the name of Jesus, Father God, that they will be broken out they will be broke out of that place of bondage that that cell that dark cell that dark Mm -hmm. place father god Mm -hmm. where they go father god to self father god medicate we're going to father god give you the glory right now that you have broken every cell that you've broken every chain of bondage that the light has dawned and freedom is theirs. And they're going to walk out of that cell. They're going to walk out of that dungeon, out of that dark place, free, no fetters, no grave clothes. Matter of fact, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now that everyone who receives this word today, once they walk out, they will, Father God, be given, Father God, that robe, the ring, hallelujah, the helmet of, they will be given, the. they will be new in the name of Jesus. No longer will they wear the clothes of unforgiveness and bitterness. Thank you. No longer will they walk in that, but they will walk in love forgiveness, peace, joy, joy, and the love of God. So we thank you, Father God, this morning. We give you glory and we give you honor. And we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge and affirm you. And we thank you that you were here and have your way in this uh, this time with us, in this meeting, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Anybody ready to be set free? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Anybody ready to be empowered? Yes. Anybody ready to be encouraged? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has something special for you today. I'm trying to tell you the anointing is flowing. The joy of the Lord is springing forth. I can hardly sit here in my chair. I'm trying to tell you God is very excited about what he has for you today. May you receive in the name of Jesus. Somebody's going to be set 
free and he whom the son has set free is free indeed be free in jesus name you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free know this truth today yes god yes lord just for you just for you it's the truth that you've been looking for it's the truth that you've been hungry for yes and maybe you haven't known it or maybe you've been seeking everywhere and haven't, yes. haven't found it but it's here and it's here for you today yes shackled broken yes in the name of jesus yes lord in jesus name things have been gone going wrong in your life this truth this key is going to unlock some things and set you free and you'll see the chain effect that everything will come into order because of this truth that God has for you today. Have hearing oh, ears in the name of Jesus. Be prepared to catch it in the spirit in yes. the name of Jesus. Be ready to go back and watch the replay as many times as it takes. God has a word for you today. There's deliverance for you today yes, in the Lord. name of Jesus. Tune out all distractions. Protect this time. Turn off your phone from people calling or, or resist the temptation to check the texts as they come through on your phone yes. while you're watching. Protect this time. Sanctify mm-hmm. this time to the Lord. He's got something for you. Mm-hmm. His joy. He's so excited. He's so happy. He's so happy. Huh. Let's delight his heart and receive all that he yes, has for Lord. us. Amen. Amen. Oh Amen. God. Oh God. Oh God. Help. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So Hallelujah. as you know, we are here. This is the eternity chat with Apostle True and Prophet is free. The teachings are based on the book or they come from the book. Can't see it here, but Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises. Give me just one moment. I'm going to show that to you. Um, if you have the book, praise the Lord. Um, if you don't have the book, praise the Lord. I'm going to show you how to get it. Yes. <laughs> Bless his name. All right. So um, beyond salvation, you want to follow along with us in the chat, get your copy today. One simple website, um, webpage, go to godslovesongministries.com slash beyond dash salvation. And actually, if you just go to the website, you'll see the um, tab that says beyond salvation. Click on that. You will see um, the link where you can purchase the book. You will also see what other people have said about the book. If you scroll all the way um, to the bottom, you will see a place where you can sew into the publication of volume two that is coming soon. Praise the Lord. And if you choose to sew into the publication project, then um, I will be happy for your love gift of any size to send you um, a copy of the ebook. And the ebook is compatible with whatever device you have. So um, go to that page, get the book, godslovesongministries.com. Click on Beyond Salvation. Amen. All right. So now we are here. We are on Facebook Live. But if you know somebody who doesn't have access to Facebook, um, they can still get us on Facebook by going to the God's Love Song Ministries website. Go to godslovesongministries.com slash eternity dash chat you will see um this exact broadcast going on right on that page okay 
And if you have any questions, comments, reflections, testimonies, let us hear from you. Join the, If you join the family, give your life to Christ, make Jesus your Lord, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Contact us. We want to know about it. We want to celebrate with you and, and um, stay in contact with you and provide encouragement and any help that we can. Email us at eternitychat at godslovesongministries.com. Okay. Um, and then for you all who are tuning in or who will watch the replay, I'd like to invite you to our Taste and See session at Discipleship Way. What is this Taste and See session? Well, it happens next week, and it's where um, Discipleship Way opens up to the public who, have, who has watched the Eternity Chat so we can come talk about what the Lord has done for us in this time. We can talk about the revelations that we've received. We can talk about the challenges that we experience when, as we're walking this out or the victories that we've seen as we're walking this out. We can come to just share in an atmosphere of love and trust and no ridicule and no judgment um, what the Lord is doing. So I invite you to come to our Taste and See session at Discipleship Way. The, Amer the America chapter, um, that session happens on Friday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Do the math anywhere else. All right. Friday evening. The Kenya chapter, that session happens on Wednesday um, at 4.30 p.m. East African time. Wherever you are, do the math. You don't have to be in Kenya to be a part of the Kenya chapter session. Um, if you're in that part of the world and you can come at that time, by all means join us. The only thing you have to do besides watching the eternity chat before you come is register. And you do that at discipleshipway.org slash taste dash and dash C. Or if you go to discipleshipway.org, just click on contacts, you'll see taste and see, you click on it. Register there. I'm asking you to do it at least 24 hours before the session begins. So we can make sure to get you your um, login and access information. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, are your hearts ready? Yes. I hope your hearts are ready. Praise the Lord. Bibles, pens, notebooks, journals, hearing ears, understanding hearts, postures to obey what you hear the Lord say. Check, 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 check. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, as Apostle True said, oh, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Apostle True, for this platform. Thank you all for being here. God's so good. Here we go. We're talking about forgiveness. And we're talking about the importance of receiving forgiveness. Last month, um, we talked about the importance of receiving God's forgiveness. Because many times we think that God is angry at us. We think that God is holding something against us. We think that he's holding us in condemnation when that's not the truth at all. The truth is that we're the ones holding ourselves in condemnation. And the reason is because we haven't learned how to receive God's forgiveness. Now, we came from the book, page 40. And um, Apostle True, if you wouldn't mind just reading that first paragraph. Absolutely. 
All right. So we're on page 40, and it says how to receive forgiveness of sins. And the first paragraph reads, I hear the spirit of God say that there are many Christians who have not received their forgiveness. Because they have not received their forgiveness, they are walking, walking around under a cloud of guilt, shame, and condemnation, allowing the devil to rob them of blessings that already belong to them and to hinder them from reaching their expected end. They are constantly repenting for their sins, constantly telling God they are sorry for something he has already forgiven them for. We haven't realized, many haven't realized that God, when you, when you repent, as opposed to apologize, when you repent, Lord, I say what you say, this is wrong. I put that down and turn from my ways and I turn to your ways. When you repent, God forgives you right there on the spot. Mm. Actually, what's happening is you're, you're picking up your forgiveness that he already provided over 2000 years ago when Jesus died. But the thing is, a lot of Christians don't know that. So they're walking around thinking that God is still mad at them, thinking that what they've done is too big, too bad mm -hmm. for God to forgive. And they are holding it against themselves. It's that spirit of condemnation that has them walking around in guilt and shame and, and feeling unworthy. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we, that is just what the devil wants. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he knows that when we feel condemned, when we feel ashamed, when we feel guilty, we're not going to come boldly and, to God. Yes. We're not going to come. Oh, I hear this. We're not going to come on the basis of our righteousness. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Right. Old things are done away. Behold, all things are become new. He who knew no sin became sin that we right. might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He knows that as long as we're walking around in condemnation, feeling wrong, that we are not going to approach God on the basis of the righteousness that he has already made right. us to be. So what does that mean? That means we're not going to receive from God. We're not going to come to God and ask him. And even if we do ask him, we're going to ask in fear or in doubt or right. in unbelief, all the things that keep us from receiving right. from God. So you right. see how this is called the art of receiving God's promises. Yes. There are some things that we need to know. So last month, Jesus, the anointing is so strong. Last month, we talked about how God is predisposed to forgive us. God stands ready and waiting to forgive us. All right. So I just want you to um, write these down. Hmm, I had them written down myself, but I guess, <laughs> let me see. Hold on a second. Yes, okay. I want you to just write the scriptures down, okay? We went and we went through them in depth last week, but we're gonna, this is just review. So write it down. God is predisposed to forgive you. He's standing, you don't have to get him in the mood to forgive you. Amen. You don't have to do a dance show to get him to, you don't have to perform for him to get him to do it for you. You you almost have to just blow in his direction. He's like, yes, mm -hmm. yes. He is ready, willing, able, excited to forgive you. So some scriptures that we looked at were Psalm 103, verse three, bless and verse one, bless the Lord, O my soul, yes. and all that is within me, bless his holy name, verse three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Oh. Who forgiveth how many? 
all, all. I don't care what you've done. He's ready to forgive it as long as you'll let him. If you don't let him, that's when you get over into the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Another story, okay? But as long as you let him forgive you, he's ready to forgive you. We looked at Hebrews 8, 12 and Hebrews 10, 17, both of which where it says, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Okay, the first part of verse eight says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Yes, Lord. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. God is excited to forgive you. He's not going, what's the password? What's the knock three times and clap your hand and snap your face? He's ready. He's ready. Yes. We looked at Isaiah 118, where the Lord says, come now and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad it was. I don't care. I don't care. I can make it clean. I can make it clean. You, I've already made you brand new. I just need you to come into agreement with me that you are brand new. And then let me work through you so that you can walk out that newness of life. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Can you feel his love for you? Can you feel his love? Now I know I'm I know that I am like <laughs> under the anointing right now. I am excited. And lots of times people ask me, are you mad? Because that tone comes right, out. Right. I'm not mad. So I'm not being stern with you. I'm not being, I am just so excited right now. Right. So please just understand that is my demeanor. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so, laughing because it is so true. But I think for the most part, our audience knows that. They know that once the Holy Spirit falls, that word just comes out with force. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so as I was preparing for today's lesson, the Lord gave me another scripture because he wants you to know that he's so delighted to forgive you. So turn, put your eyes on it. Psalm 34, verse 22. Um, do you, you, you have the amplified apostle truth? I do. Did you say Psalms 34? I did. And the verse? 22. It's the last verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me get my pen so I can just highlight that. Okay. All right. So I am coming from the amplified Psalms 34, verse 22. And it reads, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants. And none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Amen. He redeems the souls of his servants. In the Amplified Classic, it says the lives of his servants. So you know all the time that you lost? Mm, All the emotional energy that you spent? Mm. All the effort that you put in? You come up, you feel like your basket is empty. Let me tell you my empty basket story. Um, I may have told it before, but my mom took me on my first Easter egg hunt. I've got on my little Easter dress. I got my Easter basket, the little fake grass in it. And it's my first Easter egg hunt. You run around looking for the Easter eggs. And I guess I was happy and start twirling my basket. And what happened when I twirled my basket, all the eggs and even the pretend grass fell out. But I don't know. I'm just going along, going along. And now time's up. Everybody come. Let's count your eggs. And I look and my basket is absolutely empty. 
And let me tell you, that scarred me. Like I recently, within the last couple of years, got delivered from that mm. feeling that I put all of my time, all my effort, all my energy into this. Lord, I gave my best into yeah. this and still yeah. come up empty. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that mistake you made that cost you all of this, the Lord redeems yeah. the lives of his people. He can restore you to better than you were. He has bought you back. Not as not bought you back as damaged goods, but he bought you back as the perfect creation that he made you to be from before the foundation of the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. He redeems the lives of his servants. And then the last part um, in the Amplified, I believe it says, none of those who take refuge and trust in him shall be condemned. Mm -hmm. The Amplified Classic adds, or held guilty. Mm. He's not going to condemn you. He's not going to hold you guilty. But what's the requirement? That you take refuge in him. Yeah. That you put your trust in him. Your refuge in his presence in your life. Your trust in his love for you. In his care for you. In his good will towards you. And his good desires for you. See? Yes. You'll receive his forgiveness. And you will not be condemned or held guilty. He won't do it. So you know that if you're feeling that way, it's either you or the enemy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't have to own those feelings. That's right. That's right. And we're going to get to that in a minute. I Look, y'all, I have like notes, not like little bullet points of things I want to say, like notes, things that God like specifically wants said. So I'm going to read this, okay? We need to know that God is predisposed to forgive us. It is his desire to forgive us. It is his joy and delight to forgive us. He loves us so much that he doesn't want anything to, become, to come between us and him. He yeah. doesn't want anything to interfere with our relationship with him, our intimacy with him, or our ability to receive from him. So what has he given us? He has given us the gift of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So I want you to be encouraged. I want you to on purpose renew your mind to these truths. Don't let today be the last time you read these scriptures Amen. or the last time you play this broadcast or the last time you pray over these scriptures. Don't just memorize them and check. I learned another scripture. Renew your mind to it. Let it become your reality. Let it paint a picture on the inside of you. So when somebody asks you who you are, I am forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I am forgiven. Okay. So um, part of renewing your mind to these scriptures, or what are you renewing your mind to? You're renewing your mind to the heart of your heavenly father. Mm -hmm. And that's what these eternity chats are all about the eternity chat <laughs> and it's based on the scriptures john 3 16 and john 17 3 you mm -hmm. all ought to be able to say them with me by now for god so loved the world mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life everlasting well, what is everlasting life <laughs> it's not just we live forever and ever and ever and ever okay Jesus defines it for us. John 17. Yes. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, 
<laughs> the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's what eternal life is. Knowing, knowing God, knowing the heart of your father, having a relationship with him. Why? Because he created you in his image and in his yeah. likeness. When yes. you get to know him, guess who else you get to know? You get to know you. You yes. get to know who you are. You get to know what you're made of. You get to know the stock that you come from. You get to know what belongs to you. You get to know the authority that you yes. have. You get to know the things that you have the power and the ability to yes. do. Yes. And then you get to walk in it. Ah, I hear of Donnie McClurkin. I'm walking in authority. Yes. Right unapologetically yes I'm not making apologies for it yeah i'm walking in it i know what's mine and i know how to get what's mine i say what my father says amen i can be like jesus i only say what i hear my father say and I only do what i see my father do and if you've seen my eye and my father are one and if you've seen me you've seen the father yes what belongs to the father everything 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 so it what 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 did he say what did the father tell the elder son in the story of the prodigal son thou art ever with me mm -hmm. and all that i have is thine that's the level that god wants us to receive on mm -hmm. luke 8 32 luke 12 32 it's in luke and it's verse 32 pick a chapter but he says it, it fear fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom the kingdom that's the level that God wants us to receive on. And he doesn't want anything to block us from receiving on that level, including condemnation because we haven't forgiven ourselves because we haven't received God's forgiveness because we didn't know about God's forgiveness, including unforgiveness of others because if we don't forgive others, then we're not allowing God to forgive us. So he's given us this beautiful gift of forgiveness. Yeah. Hallelujah. I feel the peace of God settling in. Mm -hmm. I feel the peace of God settling in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So God is ready, willing, and able to forgive you of everything. He's not one who will hold anything against you once you repent. And we know that repent means to change our mind. Absolutely. And therefore change our direction to God's direction. Once you receive his forgiveness for you, bless you. Once you receive his forgiveness for you, then you will be able to forgive yourself. And you won't be holding yourself in that cage, in that bondage. Mm -hmm. And that will end the cycle of condemnation guilt shame and failure because what do you do you i'm gonna do better i'm gonna quit this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna and then you fall again and now you're not forgiving yourself again and it's a downward spiral but we're breaking that cycle today in the name Amen. of jesus we're breaking that cycle today in the name Amen. of jesus we're receiving the forgiveness of our Amen. Father. Amen. amen all right so 
um, you know, every every week, every month, Apostle True and I invite you to share your takeaways, invite you to email us, invite us to tell us what you think, um, what you got from it. And I've received, uh, or the sp- people that I've spoken to over this past month, um, and have shared their, they've shared their takeaways with me. And I was amazed because the majority of the takeaways, get this, now the lesson was on receiving God's forgiveness, okay? Mm-hmm. But the majority of the takeaways, Apostle True, centered on we must forgive others in order for God to forgive us. And I was like, Lord, okay. That's not what the lesson was about, but that was people's takeaway. Why is that? Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me that's religion at work. That's religion at work. Why? We know the Bible says, and we're going to study it in just a little while, but we know that the Bible says that we must forgive others. If we don't forgive others, then God won't forgive us. Right. So why was that the takeaway when the lesson was God is ready, willing, and able to forgive? Why was the takeaway we must forgive others in order for God to forgive us? That's a works mentality. That's a rule-based mentality. I must do this for God to do that. Right. That's uh, a perversion of the word because yes, the scriptures are in the Bible. I'm not saying they're not in the Bible and I'm not saying the scriptures are not true, but what I'm saying is the perception and the understanding of it. It's out of order. Right. Make it plain. That's right. Because if not, we must do this in order for God to do this. We do this because God has given the ability to do this so that we can receive what he has already provided for us. It's a gift to and for us. It's not a demand for him. Okay. So we know that um, the, the focus of the eternity chats has always been relationship over rules. It's always been relationship over rules because when we deal with, re- with rules, then that's, religion. All right. So many times uh, in in the religious thinking, the rule-based thinking, so many times we focus on what we have to do, trying to get God to do something. It's easy to get into a work mentality that way. We're working. So where forgiveness is concerned, right? We're working so hard to forgive others. (laughs) Many times out of our own strength, because we overlook the fact that the master forgiver lives on the inside of us Mm -hmm. and that he stands eager to receive us, that he created us in his image and likeness, that he is predisposed to forgive us and he's on go ready to forgive. So when we remember that the master forgiver lives on the inside of us and that we are created in his image and his likeness, then we should remember to pattern ourselves after him. When we pattern ourselves after him and we realize that he's the one living inside of us and he's given us the power to do this, we realize that we don't have to forgive in our own strength. You know, we call it willpower. You know, as much as it hurts, I know I'm supposed to forgive and I forgive, but I'm still angry. Mm -hmm. I forgive, but I'm still hurt. I'm forgive, but it keeps coming back and I keep trying to forgive. And now I feel bad because I must not have forgiven because it still hurts. Getting back into that condemnation thing. 
We've made forgiveness into something that we do instead of realizing that we forgive because of who we are. Mm, Somebody catch that. Yes. 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 Come on. Let's talk about patterning ourselves after God, patterning ourselves after the master forgiver. I'm going to pull up some slides. Um, There are several scriptures here. And these are coming out of the Amplified version, not the Amplified Classic, the Amplified version. Um, And I'm going to put them on the screen because we're just going to go through them. I want you to write them down. I still want you to be able to put your eyes on them. So I put them on the screen for you, but these are not our core scriptures. So get ready to write these down and tune in. Okay. Tune into what's being said. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, patterning after God, the master forgiven. All right, first scripture, first Peter chapter one, verses 15 and 16 in the amplified version. Apostle True, would you read? Absolutely, it says, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. All right. Lots of times we just focus on that, be ye holy, mm-hmm. for I am holy. But, and, and we think that we have to come up with some goodness of our own. We have to operate in willpower 24 hours a day so we don't slip or slide. But first of all, let's understand what holy means. It means to be set apart, yes. set apart from the world, set apart unto God. And then we don't even have to do that on our own. It, look at look look at number 15. But like the Holy One who called you, mm-hmm. the Holy One who called you has also equipped you. He's also provided for you. He's also given you everything that you need. God is a just God. He's not going to tell you to do something that you can't do. And even more, he's not going to tell you to do something that he hasn't already given you the power and the ability to do. Like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy, patterning ourselves after God. Next scripture, Luke chapter um, chapter 6, verse 36 in the Amplified. And it reads, be merciful, responsive, compassionate, tender, just as your heavenly Father is merciful. Lots of times when people read the scripture, when they read, be this, just as your heavenly father is this, be this for I am that, we look at it sometimes as an impossible standard. Mm -hmm. But God isn't saying it to us. Jesus isn't speaking it to us as an impossible standard. He's speaking it to us because it is extremely possible because the one that he's telling you to be like is the one who's already living inside you and empowering you. He's saying, don't deviate from who you are. Don't deviate from who I made you to be. Don't uh, set this power aside and set it down that I've given you. Use it. And if you use it, and if you walk like I'm walking, if you walk where I'm leading you, if you walk where I'm guiding you, then you will be merciful just as I am merciful. You will be holy, just as I am holy. I'm not asking you to do anything of your own strength or your own power. I've equipped you to do it. I'm not going to tell you to do anything that you can't do. I hope these scriptures are 
empowering to you. Renew your mind to it. Change, and you know what it's about? It's about changing your position. Again, be merciful as you're just as your heavenly father is merciful. Oh God, how am I supposed to do that? God, your mercies are new every morning. God, you know, I'm, I'm not that. Lies and garbage. That's a wrong confession. You are that because that's who he made you. He created you in his image and in his likeness. Renew your mind to that. That might be a starting point for lots of people. Just, I am created in God's image. I am created in God's likeness. Anything he tells me to do, I can do it because he is that already in me. And when I yield to him, I'm allowing him to do it through me. Hallelujah. Okay, patterning after God, the master forgiver. Next is Matthew chapter 5, verse 48 in the Amplified. And it reads, you, therefore, will be perfect, growing into spiritual maturity, both in mind and character, actively integrating godly values into your daily life, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Okay, so... The short version is be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Right. And don't get scared of that word perfect. It does not mean flawless. It means mature. Be yes. perfect, growing into spiritual maturity, both in mind and character, actively integrating godly values into your daily life. In other words, there ought to be some fruit of this maturity, some proof of this maturity. Somebody ought to be able to see that. Okay, and you can do it because your heavenly father is perfect. All you're doing is lining yourself up with him. All you're doing is lining yourself up with him. Patterning after the far, our father, the master forgiver. Colossians 3, 12 and 13 in the Amplified. And it reads, so as God's own chosen people, who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on mm. a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. Verse 13. Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Amen. So let's let's catch the key part of this, which is so easy to miss o- jump over. The first part of verse 12, it says, so as God's own chosen people, as those created in his image and his likeness, as his children who are holy, set apart and sanctified for his purpose, that's you. That's already established. That's who you are. And what else? And well beloved by God himself. Yes. God's love song here. Yes. Lord, teach me how to be your beloved. Right? So a few minutes ago, when we're talking about forgiveness, the importance of receiving God's forgiveness. When we receive God's forgiveness, we know we're forgiven and we'll be able to forgive others, including ourselves. The, the, let me tell you, your primary identity, if you didn't know, is that you are loved. Mm-hmm. You are well beloved by God himself. Mm-hmm. And because you are well beloved by God himself, 
you can love others well, including yourself. It's possible. It's doable. Because <laughs> God wouldn't okay. say that we could if he couldn't do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the thing is, it's not like he's telling us to do something that he hasn't done. Right. And it's not like he's telling us to do something that he's not willing to do through us. Right. All he's asking us to do is to yield to him and let him have his way through us. Mm-hmm. That's it. So we start out as God's chosen people, well-beloved by God himself, coming to the end, willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. It's not just a, you ought to do it because God did it for you. It's saying right. the same way that God did it is the way that you're supposed to do it. I've given you the model. I've laid it out for you. I've shown you how to do it. That's how you do it. Not some other way, not some willpower, not some positive thinking, not whatever else people do, hypnotism, whatever. None of that. The same way I do it, I'm showing you how to do it. That's how you do it. And when you do it my way, it'll work. Yes. Okay. So I want us to look at the scripture again, but this time it's in the message translation. All right. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet, strength, discipline. Anybody believe in God for a wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Anybody believe in God for clothes? Mm-hmm. Start in the spirit. The spirit supersedes the natural. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Start in the spirit. And guess what? The spirit will manifest in the natural. Mm-hmm. The spirit will manifest as the natural. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these, the compassion and kindness and, and humility, and you're doing that and you're walking it out in the natural. But when you're believing him for a wardrobe, the natural wardrobe will come. But start with the spiritual wardrobe. It's like my uh, godmother. Oh, my gosh. It was Easter Sunday. And we're teaching the children for Sunday school and they're all dressed up in their Easter best, right? <laughs> I mean, they're looking good, but their behavior was off the chain. And my spiritual mother, she just got frustrated. She's like, if you're ugly on the inside, you're just ugly. <laughs> Those children's faces, they're like, but I'm in my Easter dress, but I'm in my Easter suit. The natural clothes don't matter if the spiritual clothes aren't there. So you believe in God for a wardrobe, start with your spiritual wardrobe and watch it manifest into your natural wardrobe. Just had to throw that in. That was free. Okay. Verse 13 now. Be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. As I was meditating the scripture, you know, I know it's talking about the master. Uh, Paul was talking about Jesus, <clears throat> but that's where I got the master forgiver. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgiver forgave you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. It not This isn't just forgiveness. I mean, like you can become a master forgiver. How many of you are taking master classes in something? Master classes, right? We can take a master class in forgiveness from the master himself. Mm-hmm. All right. And now I'm, I'm throwing this in, just um, talking about the wardrobe and how I said we forgive. Forgiving is not something we do. 
We forgive because of who we are. We are loved. We just talked about that, right? So now verse 14 in the message. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Love never fails. Whatever God has given you to do, if you're walking in love, and walking in love, again, get out of that work-based mentality. If you're walking in love, if you're walking in God's love for you, if you're basking in the love of God, if you're growing in the revelation of the love of God for you, you can get through anything because it's as you receive, it's only what you receive that you're able to give out. And God's supply never ends. So lots of times, you know, I'm running out of patience. I'm running out of this. I'm running out of that. That's because you haven't, you're not operating out of your identity. Your identity is fully stopped and never runs out. Amen. Amen. So when it comes to forgiveness, how am I supposed to forgive? But that was Jesus. And how am I supposed to? Hmm. We're not looking at us doing it out of our own strength, out of our own power, out of our own ability. We are looking at doing it out of our identity. We are created in the image and likeness of God. We have Jesus living on the inside of us. So everything that Jesus is, we are. Everything that Jesus can do, we can do. And what do you say in John 14, 12? Those who believe the works that I did, shall they do and greater works? Mm -hmm. So we can do it, but we have to pattern ourselves after him. And how do we do that? We have to give God our want to. We have to give him our will. We have to decide that, okay, I'm not going to stand here immovable. And I don't care what God's trying to do. This is where I'm staying. No. When God says, I want you over here, we're going to come over here. Go ahead. And, you know, the the bottom line of all of this is that you have to trust God and take him at his word. Because everything that she, every scripture, <laughs> that was God speaking. Amen. That was the Amen. voice of God. Amen. And so we're talking about receiving the art of receiving God's promises. So God is giving you his promises. So how many of you? When someone tells you, you know what, you ask someone for something or you, you go to them and say, I need this. And someone says, oh, no worries. I can give it to you. I'll give it to you on Friday. No worries. You got it. Are you sure? Yes. No worries. I promise. And you're excited. You have put every, you have put all in there because you, and you're going around telling everybody. So-and-so said he was going to do this and, you know, Friday, I'm going to go pick it up and, and this, that, that, and then Friday comes. And that person says, oh, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. But I can't give it to you today. And you say, well, you promised that you was going to give it to me today because today is the day that I need it. And today um, I was looking forward to having that. And, oh, I'm going to give it to you. I just can't give it to you today. But, well, when do you think that you can give it to me? Well, I'm not really sure, but I'll give it to you. You have so much anticipation about what that person 
has said to you, but God here is speaking to you through his son. He speaks all the time. His voice is always and forever perpetuating in the earth. He speaks to you all the time through his word, and you have to learn to trust and believe it. You have to believe that when God says that you are forgiven, Hallelujah. you are forgiven. You, a matter of fact, you don't even have to come back Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's already given to you right then and there. And you look forward to receiving that. See, the art of this is truly believing God and taking him at his word. That is the art of receiving God's promise. And Prophet is Free has been speaking about something. And I don't want you to miss this. And so she's done a wonderful job. But I, I just want to say to you again, and because I, I don't want you to miss this, the art of receiving God's promise, the way that you forgive yourself, when you forgive yourself, she said this over and over, that uh, God doesn't want anything in between you and he. Why? Because it's like, if I am trying to, if God is trying to pour something into me, and I put this over my mouth, and I'm trying something is in the way i'm not getting the full effect of that and i you gotta know that god is not wasteful and then he okay <laughs> and then he okay. says the word okay because he says i'm going to give you life and give you life abundantly, More abundantly. it's the enemy that comes to steal kill and destroy he wants to get in the way of the blessings that, so that you can live above and beyond that's right. The limitations here on earth. That's right. Why? Because you have tapped in to Jesus, which is a living word. You have tapped into God's promises because God spoke them. God spoke them. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. You have to learn to truly love God. And love his word, meaning you have to depend upon the word. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt that you can trust and depend on God. And God is always going to make sure that you can live these things out. Why? Because as Prophet Free keeps saying, when you allow yourself to accept God's forgiveness is true, his righteousness, I'm sorry, his righteousness, then your forgiving yourself is so much easier. You don't keep picking up that hurt because God never remembers. He never brings up your past. He never brings up your, your, uh, your failed mistakes. You know who does that? It's either you or the enemy. And what does that do? She said something else that was so very powerful. It prevents us when we begin to start looking at our failures and our mistakes. I'm, I, I'm, I confess about that. Sometimes I make a mistake and all of a sudden I don't want to do anything anymore. I don't want to do that one thing. Lord, no, because I made you. I was just looking like a fool there. I don't want to do it anymore. Don't ask me to do that because when I did it, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. Did you hear what I say? It didn't turn out the way I <laughs> And that is the problem. And so now you, you, are, you can't go boldly to God anymore. Every time you move to do something, 
that picture of how you failed or made a mistake comes before you and it makes you shun the idea that God has already forgiven you, that the mistake was nothing more than a mistake. You're, you're not, it's not going to stop. It's, it doesn't define who you are. You're still a child of God. You still have his love. Amen. You still can come into his presence. But because you have forever kept that before your face, you can't even see God. The only time you see God is when, okay, Lord, I'm going to, you know, can we do this? Can we do? But when that issue comes up, you hide again. You want to be before God, but you are hiding that one thing is always before you. And God is saying, you've got to remove that. You've got to allow him to love you, to receive his love so that you can receive the abundance that he has. Has anyone ever taken the time to notice that, and I'm just going to bring this before you, and I, I've, I've said it to Prophetess Free many times, that God would orchestrate these two ministries, God loves song and true free love ministries. Amen. Because you have to recognize God and his love for you. That is where maturity is. A lot of people Amen. think that maturity comes because you've been in the church for 50 years. You've been a deacon. First, you was an usher. Then you was a deacon. And now you're a minister. Mm -hmm. they, that is not maturity. Right. That is a position in your church. Yeah. That is a title that someone has given you. Yeah. How many scriptures that we read that asks us to be like our father? Our father loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son to die for us over 2000 years ago. So what he did then still stands today. That's how much he loved us. That's his character. And, and even before Jesus came to die for the, us on the cross, he gave us the law. You have to know that he loves us. Amen. You have to fall into that. That is a luxury that you cannot cast away Amen. the love of god is your everything when you are able to fall into the love of god in the arms of god you will be able to receive everything that he has for you in Amen. abundance and exceeding and above all that you could ask or imagine amen amen apostle true i'd like to share the scripture um, you went back and emphasized how when we're holding ourselves in condemnation and guilt, we can't receive from God. We've got a barrier up and we're not able to receive. First um, John chapter three, you all write this down. I'll just read it. First John chapter three, verse 21 mm. in the Amplified Classic. I mean, yes, in the Amplified Classic, it says, and beloved, John wrote this. John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was the one who received the revelation of Jesus's love for him. Yes. And now he's calling us beloved. Yes. He's speaking to us out of that place of yes. having received the love of God. Hallelujah. Yes. And beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. Yes. 
So what yes. she's saying is we have to take God at his word. We have to trust God's word. But guess what? Even that you don't have to do on your own. You have to yield and submit and say that's what you want to do. But see, God provides everything we need. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. And hearing comes how? By faith. By the word of God. Yeah, by the word of God. Okay, that's Romans 10, 17. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you will just do your due diligence and get in this word of God and choose to, Lord, I want to renew my mind to your word. As you read that word and study that word and spend time with that word, God gives you the hearing that you need. Hearing comes by the word of God. And with that hearing that you get from the word of God comes the faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. God provides everything you need to receive his word. Yes. You just have to give him your want to. You just have to give him your belief. I choose to believe your word. I choose to believe what you're saying is true, even though it makes no sense to my mind. I, I did not tell you all that today, but I know you already know it. Come set yourself, come in agreement with the word of God, whether your natural mind comprehends it or not. Set right. yourself to be in agreement with the word of God. Right. You come to God on that premise. You say, I'm reading your word. I want to renew my mind to this. I want my mind to be changed, to think what you think. And you're telling me what you think right here in your word. That's that's what Apostle True is saying. You don't have to, I'm trying to believe, but this is so hard. I'm ah, you're not doing it right. Receive. <laughs> read the word and know that as you read the word, God is going to give you the hearing that you need. And as you get the hearing that you need, the faith that you need to walk out the word comes with it. It's a package deal. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But you have to get in the word. Mm -hmm. Amen. God's so good. Any good? Yes, he is. Good. Thank yes, you, Jesus. He is. All right. So are we ready to talk about what is forgiveness? Yes. All right. So I like to do this. I like to locate where we are. You know, we could just come out and start teaching about forgiveness, assuming that everybody is in a certain place or assuming that everybody needs to know whatever, whatever. But I always like to do a comprehension check. I like to locate ourselves and see where we are. So I put out an invitation on Facebook this week for you all to chime in. What does forgiveness mean to you? So I'd like to give a shout out to those who participated through Facebook. People texted me and emailed me, spoke to me over the phone. And I want to thank my family for showing up. Wow, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Hello, sisters. Divas. Thank you so much. And to mom and dad, and to um, Discipleship Way, um, for those of you who participated and sent in your responses. And so we're going to um, just share with you all um, some of the responses that came in. And as I went through the responses, I, I saw different categories that they fell into. Um, for instance, my mom, my mom, um, she defined uh, forgiveness in terms of the effects that it brings. So Apostle True, can you read that? Absolutely. So Edna says, when you forgive someone, it's like a release and you'll feel better. You'll know that you have truly forgiven someone when you're no longer uneasy about it or it doesn't bother you. Effects mm -hmm. of forgiveness. Yeah, the effects of forgiveness. 
And so others define forgiveness in terms of actions, things that we do. So would you mind sharing with us Shalom's response? Yes. Uh, Shalom says to forgive, letting go of the hurt and returning to love. That is an action. Uh-huh. And Sean, Sean, Sean Ray. Sean Ray says to me, it's it means letting go of whatever offense I'm holding on to and the pain associated with it. Forgiveness can be applied towards another person or to myself. That is an action. Okay. And then um, Nicole. Nicole shared um, an action definition as well. Nicole says, forgiveness, accepting people and situations for who and what they are, letting go of expectations. Wow. Is that awesome? So I see it means a lot of letting go, letting go of the offense, letting go of the hurt, letting it go to the the pain associated with what was done, right? Um, Accepting people, acceptance, okay? Um, letting go of expectations. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Um, Brother Peter from Discipleship Way, he chimed in on Facebook. And this is what I took from what he wrote. Um, and I put this in the category that forgiveness is a requirement for access. Okay. So Brother Peter said, the way or forgiveness is the way of realizing things in our heart, which can make us not to see heaven. Mm. that's heavy all by itself whether it means not to go to heaven because we have unrepentant sin or whether it means not to see heaven in action not Mm. to see god's goodness in action because Mm -hmm. we're so blinded by the the offense that we're carrying through the unforgiveness and then he says the word says before we put our sacrifice before the lord we should remember those we fight against And I believe he's referencing Matthew chapter five, verses 23 and 24, where it says, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, Mm -hmm. leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first. In other words, make peace. So an experience to, to be in line with God, to be open to receive what he's doing, to be open to receive what he has for us and to just walk in the goodness that he has for us. Okay, getting rid of that barrier. All right, so others have um, defined forgiveness in terms of ability. And so this one is from my dad. Hey, daddy. It says, um, the ability to set oneself free from others' wrongs, whether intentionally or unintentionally, regardless of the actions of others. He's talking about freedom there, the ability to set oneself free. So forgiveness, I'm saying, is something you do for yourself. You set yourself free from others' wrongs, whether they, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether they meant to do it or not, doesn't even matter. You're just setting yourself free. And regardless of their actions, and I, I um, perceive that as whether they come back and apologize or not, mm-hmm. whether they act like they're sorry or not, whether right. they even realize they've done something or not. It's the ability to set yourself free. And he also says it's the ability to see one's own wrongdoings and repent of such things and commit to make a change. Um, I believe he's speaking about the ability to forgive yourself there. And it's the ability to move on, to repent, to make a change, move on. Don't stay there in that mess that you created. Don't stay there. 
Mm. and those feelings of guilt and condemnation. All right. Um, Nicole has given another definition of forgiveness, and this one is in the terms of a decision. What does Nicole say, True Apostle True? She says, forgiveness to me is the decision and ability to not hold on to, release, or let go negative feelings, anger, resentment, bitterness, as a result of feeling and or thinking someone did me wrong, including myself. Unforgiveness is a product of pride, where forgiveness is a product of humility. Now, that's good. Right, right. Right. And all of that is a decision because we can choose to drop our pride and forgive, or we can choose to, I mean, yeah, we can, excuse me, we can choose to remain in pride and not forgive, or we can choose to walk in humility and forgive. Very powerful, very powerful. But she says it is the decision and ability. So I can decide to let go of something but I no wait, y'all know I'm gonna go to my honey bun, right? I can decide that I don't need a honey bun, <laughs> but I can't help it. It's just calling my name. But don't you? I have to eat. It's the ability. It's the decision and ability not to hold on to negative feelings. I like the way she said that Mm -hmm. not to hold on to. And then she says to release and to let go of it. Mm. But in the releasing and letting go is the decision not to hold on to it. Because how how many of you know, sometimes you can release and let something go and pick it up again. Mm -hmm. But when you decide not to hold on to it, you sever yourself from it. The decision and ability to sever yourself from negative feelings feelings of anger, resentment, of bitterness, hurt, whatever else it may be. And then she qualifies these feelings as the result of feeling and or thinking someone did you wrong, whether they actually did you wrong or not. Right. You perceive that they did you wrong. So now you feel some kind of way about it. But you have the, you, you, you have, you can make the decision and you have the ability to let go of all that stuff. Even myself, even things that I've done. I can choose to walk in humility and forgive. That reminds me of God again. He made the decision to forgive us. Uh, uh, And he cast it away in the sea of forgetfulness. He did that. He made a decision because God cannot stand sin. But he said, I'm going to remedy this. I have made the decision that I am going to set everyone free from, and and you have the ability to receive God's love, step into his forgiveness and his righteousness and live that out. But pride says, no, I I love what she says. Unforgiveness is a product of pride. And God, he hasn't, he's not holding anything against you. He's not saying no, because I, I don't really believe that you're, you're sincere and you're, he doesn't matter. As long as you open your mouth and you repent, you change your mind, you align yourself with his promise, meaning that he truly does love you and forgive you. Amen. That there's nothing that you have to do. There's no more work except believing and receiving. And that's it. And that comes by faith. 
no performance, then you're forgiven. And he does not, does not hold it against you, nor does he bring it up to you. Thank you, Lord. That's a decision that God has made for us when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. See that love? You see that theme of love? You see that love right there? And she says, in humility, that's what we do. Because even Jesus says, no one took my life. I gave it up willingly. Why? Because I love my father. Now the world knows I love him. Oh, my God. (laughs) The world knows. And I trust him because he told me to give up my life because I'm going to restore it. Now, that's some heavy stuff that he would believe that. (laughs) Because he, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you get that? I could go on with that, Apostle Truth. That's some heavy stuff that he would believe that. And he says, this is why my father loves me. Right. Because I believe every word that he says. Yes. Because he gave me the commandment. He gave me the authority. No man takes my life from me. I lay it down. He's given me the authority and the ability, the power to lay it down. He's given me that same authority and ability to take it up. This commandment have I received from my father. Amen. Now you started all that saying I'm trying to tell you what. I, see that right there? Are, are you guys, are you, come on, hang on to that one. Hang on to that one. Hang on to it. Amen. Oh my God. Amen. And what Apostle Tree was saying about that's God's decision, God's decision to forgive us, God's decision to love us. Romans 5, 8. I know a hmm. lot of y'all went here in your spirit. Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us hmm. in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were right. yet sinners, right. in the midst of it, right. not thinking about getting out of it, enjoying it, whatever, while we were yet sinners, he commended his love towards us in that Christ died for us. I love them. They're already, they're, they're eternally loved. They're eternally forgiven. I love them. Amen. That's my decision. And they can't change my mind. Right. Oh. Right. And, 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 and you know, that's what the sin problem is, right? Not believing God and taking him at his word. That's it. And okay. So Apostle True, you said God can't stand sin. So he has a remedy for it. But let me tell you, stay in the right place with this. God can't stand sin because he can't stand the effects that it brings in your life. It The, the wages of sin yes. is death. Yes. Death is what? Eternal separation from God. He can't stand the thought of being eternally separated from you because he loves you so much. Can you get, come on now. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. We're talking about the love of God and the promises of God. Hallelujah. We're trying to tell you that there's nothing that you can do. God loves you so much. He does not want you to be separated from him. He's calling you. Thank you. He's thank telling you, you that there is nothing that you have done that is of heart that, that you cannot come to him. Let that stuff go. Come up out of that dungeon. Come up out of that jail and come into the presence of your God. Amen. Come into the love of God. Oh my goodness gracious. Amen. Hmm. And you know what, hmm. Apostle True? Thank you. you. That was the perfect setup for this last definition hmm. of forgiveness hmm. that was sent in. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Check it out. Come up out of that dungeon. Come up out of that jail. Come up out. Of, it's a spiritual thing. 
It's spiritual bondage. It's the enemy trying to keep you separated from mm. God. Mm. And if you keep dealing with it in the natural, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to, I got to prove myself to God. I got to earn. I got to become worthy. I got, you're on the natural level and it's not going to work. You got to go deeper. You got to go into the spirit. You got to go higher. You got to go into the spirit and you can't go higher till you go deeper. Okay. So this last definition that I've received for forgiveness, it comes from my sister, Joy. She says to me, for, hi, Joy. She says to me, forgiveness is choosing not necessarily happiness. That's on the natural realm mm -hmm. where it depends on situations that are going on. Forgiveness is choosing not necessarily happiness, but peace over whatever or whoever has kept me in a position or state of mind to think that anger, hurt, sadness, etc., was the way to be and to think that there's no way out. She's talking about gaining peace over that influence that's trying to keep her in that bondage. You see where she says where, where, where um, it has kept you in the state of mind to think that the pain was the only way to be exercise or, or walking out the anger, walking out the hurt, walking out the sadness was the only way to be. And there's no way out. That's a mindset. That's a demonic yeah. influence. And she realizes that it's not just about happiness, being happy on the surface, but getting that peace, that peace that passes all understanding, the peace of God that rules your heart. Amen. Mm -hmm. That peace of God that if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll give you that perfect peace, that peace that brings about that great calm like it did when the disciples were on the boat at the storm. Getting to that place of peace forgiveness and she talks about it as a choice it's a choice to go for the peace but it's peace and realizing or it takes realizing that there's a spirit in opposition here something's trying to keep you thinking that the anger the hurt the depression is fueling you and feeding you and it's going to work and there's no way out of this cycle okay she says it's also choosing to move on and accept the healing process that comes with choosing peace. Okay. So choosing to move on and accept the healing process. She didn't say anything about accepting anybody's apology or accepting that this is the way it is. She said, accepting the healing process. And what is the healing process? Something that each of us must go through for ourselves. So she's realizing that okay, something's got to come and happen to me now. So it's the healing process that comes with choosing peace. And then she says that this healing process may hit harder than what or who I'm trying to forgive. The healing process may be harder to go through than the actual pain of whatever happened to me. Why? Because of the changes that have to be made, the cutouts of things, people and habits that have to be altered for my own good. So she's realizing that a change is going to have to go. There are some people I can't hang around anymore. There are some people I can still love them, but I don't need to let them into my inner circle anymore. Habits I'm doing that's bringing this on myself, things I need to cut out. And I need to realize that it's for my own good. This is part of the healing process. And it's a process, which means it takes time. 
And because we're dying to self, yeah, it probably does hurt worse than the offense that was committed. <laughs> she said that these things are for my own good. And she says um, that it'll help bring about her not being gullible to fall into traps or tests. In other words, to get healed and delivered from it. So she doesn't go back there again. She says, so that as time goes on, my eyes are clearer to quote unquote, save myself from future things that put me into a place of where I have to start from the bottom again and redo the process, starting with the hurt, the pain, the et cetera. Amen. Forgiveness involves inviting the healing process that's going to bring about the ultimate deliverance so we mm -hmm. don't find ourselves in the same cycle of hurt. And then she says, I'm a firm believer that the same energy I choose to be in at that position of unforgiveness, which brings about, the, or which is walking out the anger, the pain, et cetera, that's the same energy I can use to get out of that place Amen. and eventually lead to happiness. And um, that reminds me of something I heard Brother Copeland tell this, Brother Kenneth Copeland tell this story um, where he was talking to his wife, Sister Gloria, and um, he was wavering in some things. And she says, well, Ken, it takes just as much time to be in faith as it does to be in unbelief. So which one will you choose? And that's oh, what right I hear now. Joyce saying here, this energy that I choose, I can either choose to stay in this place of hurt and unforgiveness, or I can use that same energy to come out of it by walking through the healing process. Amen. So it's a choice. It's a choice. And it's your choice. Amen. 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 Be free. Okay. And stay free. Amen. Stay free. So Amen. what I, the very first thing that drew my attention uh, was that Joy said to me, forgiveness is choosing not necessarily happiness, but peace. And so when you were talking, you said happiness is almost like the circumstances that we go here, go, go through here in this on the earth, right? In the natural, and choosing to uh, a, a place of peace. So a peace that passes all understanding. But how many of you know that peace is a place? It's a mm -hmm. literal place. It is not mm -hmm. an idea or thought. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the king of peace. He's a prince of peace. The, the peace that I give you is not like the peace of this world. This is what he's saying. This earthly type of happiness has to do with the circumstances. And so if you are trying to um, parallel that to a peace, that's something that's inside, that means that you are saying that um, your circumstances, whether they're wrong or not, you, you know, your peace is going to be um, standing. But a peace inside, the peace that we have, knowing that Christ is with us, comes from being in a place with him. Amen. Amen. See, because you have dual citizenship. Physically, we are here on this earth. But spiritually, we sit in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. May I read Galatians 5 and 18? And I'm going to read it from the Amplified. And, and it's a simple scripture. And maybe you might want to read it in the classified once you get there. Because it's so, it's awesome. 
but peace is a place. When God told Abraham to leave his country, he had to leave everything that he knew, family, friend, everything, to go someplace he didn't even know where he was going. That's what scripture says. To a city, he was looking forward to a country that he couldn't see with his eyes. Because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is real. Mm -hmm. It is a place. So Galatians 18, do you mind? Um, no, no. 18? 518? Yes. It says, but if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Absolutely. You are not subject to the law of death. If you Amen. are led, if you are led by the spirit. Amen. You are, have chosen to be led by the spirit of God and the spirit of grace, by the spirit of love. That's what grace is. Amen. You have chosen to, to, to live in a place where love and grace multiply and are fruitful. And one of the things that God wants us to learn how to do is to stay in that place. See, Prophet Freeze kept saying, don't go and pick it up. See, you got to stay in the country of peace. Amen. And not go back to the old country. Because that old country is where you've been hiding from God. The new country of peace says that there's no animosity between you and God. There's no unbelief. There is no fear. There is just the release and the relief to fall into the luxury of his love. To receive in abundance the promises of God. Amen. So of all that she said that she said, I am going to make the choice to, to, to reside in peace, to go to the place of peace, because it is not a way of feeling. It is not a way of trying to live. It is a literal place. It is a place where you are led because you have taken up residency there. So now you know the culture, the, the, the economics. <laughs> Let me not get into that. Uh, but you understand to whom you and where you belong. Amen. Amen. And I like what you said, stay in that place. It's a choice mm -hmm. to stay in that place. And so I want to wrap up with um, this last little bit because I asked on Facebook or I said on Facebook, you've heard that you're supposed to forgive and forget. But what if I were to tell you that you're supposed to, or what if I suggest to you that we forgive and remember? Spiritually sound, I promise. Okay. So we're going to do this super quick. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter six, very familiar scripture. It's what we call the Lord's prayer, what many call the Lord's prayer. And I'm just going to come straight from the King James Version. 
So just let me know when you're there, Apostle True, and I'll start reading. I am here. Okay, so I'm in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, reading out of the King James Version. It says, Jesus speaking, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Hang on to that. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's usually where we stop reading, but let's read a couple of verses more. Yes. Verse 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So this is something that we all uh, know, right? This was the takeaway from last session that we have, we have to forgive others. But, you know, um, we're not coming at it from a works-based mentality. So follow me where I'm leading, all right? Or follow where God is leading through me. Here we go. Today was the first time that I realized, I've read the scripture many times, but today was the first time I was like, you know what? Out of this whole prayer, that forgiveness part is the only part Jesus went back to clarify. He didn't go back yeah. and talk about the temptation, lead us not into temptation. He didn't go back and talk about give us the say our daily bread. He went back and clarified the part about forgiveness. All right. So now let's look at verse 12. In the King James, it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I love this. But when you jump down to verses 14 and 15, you see it says, for if you forgive men their trespasses. Mm -hmm. And verse 15, if you forgive not men their trespasses. So here, Jesus is calling debts and trespasses the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let's look at this in the Greek, in the original language. That word debt, it means that which is owed. And forgive mm -hmm. us what we owe as we forgive those who owe us. And actually, it's supposed to say, well, not supposed to, but in other translations closer to the actual Greek, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven. So not as we're doing it now, but as we've already done it. Forgive us according to how we've already done it, okay? But that word debt is something which is owed. Forgive us what we owe as we have forgiven those who owe us. And then down in verses 14 and 15, that word trespass. Well, get this. Do you know what a trespass is when somebody trespasses against you? Um, the Greek, right? It means an error. Forgive others their errors. Forgive their slip-ups. Forgive their lapses, falling away from the truth. Uh, forgive their wrongdoing that can be relatively unconscious. It's non-deliberate. They didn't mean to do it. These are definitions of trespasses. And I know you might be like, but wait a minute. What about this person who was closest to my heart? This person who knew everything about me? This person who just utterly betrayed me? What about them? Well, another definition of trespass, it means when someone has trespassed, they have fallen away after being close beside. 
So it even applies to that person who's the closest to you. And we know those who are closest to us hurt us the most, right? Not mm-hmm. because they mean to, but because they have such a special place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So when we forgive people their trespasses, we're forgiving from their the, the just simple errors and slip ups and things that they didn't even mean to do. And to those who were right here with us and then totally turned on us and everything in between. Yes. Now, I know we can all relate to this, right? Uh, debt cancellation. We all rejoice when people start talking about debt cancellation. Ooh, my debts are canceled. Yeah. I call my debts canceled in Jesus' name. Meaning I don't have to pay it back or they're all gone or I don't owe anybody anymore. There's nobody lording it over me anymore. Just like there's debt cancellation with finances in the natural. We have the power and the ability to grant debt cancellation in the spirit because Jesus used the same word debt to talk about trespasses. We can cancel their debt. They don't owe us anything, anything that they have Mm. done, any error, any slip up, any lapse, any betraying us, any turning on us, any of that debt canceled. You don't owe me anything. I'm not laying it to your charge. And that's something you can decide to do every morning before you wake up, before anybody even does anything to you. You can purpose in your heart. All debts are canceled today. All debts are canceled today. And I'm trying to tell you what, when the Lord started ministering that to me and I did it, oh my goodness, anybody an avocado, you cut it in half and the pit is there. You take the pit out and then you scoop the flesh out of the skin. Now you just have an empty skin, a hollow skin. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like. I had so much room in here. So much had been cleared out. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know things that I had been holding on to. I didn't know that I was holding on to it. But when I just made up my mind, Lord, debt cancellation, nobody owes me anything. Oh, what freedom. Mm-hmm. What freedom. And then what happened is he continued to walk me through that. Now here's all this space. And so what is that? That's more room to receive from God. Mm -hmm. That's more room to receive what he's trying to get to me. And one of those things that he was trying to get to me, Joy, is the healing process. The healing process, because it led to deeper places of hurt that I didn't even know were there. It led to root places, things that happened way back when that I had forgotten about. But now Holy Spirit is there ministering to me about it, healing me of it and from it so that the root is gone so that I can recognize now things that are happening in real time that would try to take me back to that place. Yes. Ha. Oh, thank you, Lord, for freedom. Glory to God. But I'm free from that. I've made the choice to stay in that place. So I stay in that place of forgiveness where nobody owes me anything. So, you know what, whether they know they did something and choose not to apologize, whether they don't know they did anything and choose not to apologize, whether they suspect they've done something and come back to apologize, it doesn't matter. I don't need an apology. I've set them free. And in doing that, God has set me free. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when I say, you know, we're told to forgive and forget. But I say, forgive and remember, forgive, do that thing, do it, just do it. Just debt cancellation. Nobody owes you anything. And then when the hurt tries to come back, 
or when the memory of that thing comes back or when the person does it again or when somebody else does the very same thing or what stay in that place you've already forgiven right. remember they don't owe me anything right and when you stay in that place of remembering they don't owe me anything because you have granted them debt cancellation you don't have to start all over with forgiving you don't have to start all over with going through the hurt feelings you know jesus took all that he took our griefs he carried our sorrows he did all that so we wouldn't have to amen and god has given us this wonderful gift and tool of forgiveness so that we don't he isn't telling us you better forgive or else I'm not going to forgive you. And you know, you need to be forgiven. God's not saying that. Amen. He's saying, so why is he saying that though? Why is he saying that if we don't forgive, he won't forgive us? Wasn't his forgiveness granted to us over 2000 years mm -hmm. ago? Isn't it part of the finished works of Jesus? Yes, it is. It's there waiting for us, but we have to access it. And when I was asking the Lord, you know, why is there this condition on it? He showed me a couple of things. One thing he says is when you are holding unforgiveness towards somebody, then you're holding them in debt to you. You have not released them of that debt. You're holding them in debt, which means you uh, on some level are expecting them to pay you back. And as long as you're looking for them to pay you back, then you're not looking to me as your source. And I don't play second fiddle. Mm -hmm. So you forgive them. You let them go of their debts. I've let you go of yours. And now you're free to receive. There's no barrier in there keeping you from receiving from me. That's one of the things he showed me. And then the second thing, I'm always going to go back to my, to my message, to the message God gave me. Jesus is Lord. When Jesus is our Lord, that means we do what he says. When God set his word uh, before us when he set his plans before us he laid it out for us and said this is the way it works if you do what i tell you to do if you are willing and obedient you'll eat the good of the land if you are obedient to my word you'll get my results so with forgiveness this is his way we forgive others and we receive our forgiveness from him it's just his way same way, right? Um, sowing and reaping. If you sow, you'll reap. <laughs> That's the way it works. Right? So um, forgive and forget. Yeah, you try to forgive somebody and forget what they did, forget the hurt, forget this. And so we're trying to work through these feelings all the while feeling guilty for having these feelings because we're supposed to forget, you know. And that's how we stay in that tailspin anyway. But when we forgive, and release people from their debts, then anytime any kind of offense pops up, we remember oh, that debt is canceled. They don't owe me anything. There you go. Forgive and remember in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have run out of time, but I'm just going to say this to you. I the Lord has been speaking to me about the number 50 and the number 50 has to do with Jubilee. And just for reference, if you want to go read it, you read Leviticus 25 and you read that whole thing about Jubilee. And it is talking about owning, receiving property from loved ones, from family, um, 
land and selling themselves. But on that Jubilee on the 49th year, they are to return everything that was sold or given, and they are to give it back. Debts are supposed to be forgiven. It is a day, 50 is the day of Jubilee, is a Jubilee, 50 means Jubilee. It is the returning of everything that belongs to the person who had given it up. And so today, I believe that God is really saying to you, it's time for you to let go of that that hurt. Um, matter of fact, the scripture in, in the Amplified that um, Prophetess Free just read, um, it said, yeah. it used the words, and, and briefly, I just want to read verses 14 and 15 in the Amplified. It says, for, your, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Verse 15 says, but if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been talking about all day today. Not receiving God's uh, forgiveness and walking in that and nurturing that. And I, I, I cannot connect the Jubilee in the 50 years because the Lord just gave that to me and I seen it. But I'm declaring that this is your year of Jubilee. I'm declaring that you are free of debt. That you are free of guilt, shame, unforgiveness. I am declaring that you are free in the name of Jesus and every good thing that God has for you is being restored because you have received God's love unconditionally. There is no strings attached. You, says, you say today, Lord, I believe that you love me. Lord, I believe that I am forgiven. And it doesn't matter how many times, 70 times seven, you Forgive me. Peter says, how many times must we forgive our brother if he trespasses? 70 times 70. Every single time. And you remember that they don't owe you anything, that they have received everything that is owed them and you have to because of what Jesus has done. Today is your jubilee if you receive it. Today is your jubilee. Today, everything is restored unto you. You can come out with your property, with your crops, with your yielding. Everything is yours today. If you stop nurturing the hurt and the pain and you remember that you are free to forgive because they don't owe you anything. You can remember that they don't owe you anything because you have everything. Because God has restored it unto you. 
So I'm going to ask you to just open your mouth and declare this prayer really quick. It's not the salvation prayer. I'm just going to ask you to open up your mouth and just, just declare this with me right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God. Lord God. I am your child. I am your child. And it is my birthright. And it is my birthright. To receive. To receive. Every promise. Every promise. Every gift. Every gift. And every bit of wealth. And every bit of wealth. That you have designated. That you have designated. And allotted for me. And allotted for me. I receive it now. I receive it now. I receive it with gladness. I receive it with gladness. I receive it with open arms. I receive it with open arms. And I receive it with a full heart. And I receive it with a full heart. There is no more room. There is no more room. For guilt. For guilt. Shame. Shame. Or bitterness. Or bitterness. I have just made room. I've just made room for the blessings of God, for the blessings of God, shaken down, shaken down, <laughs> pressed down, pressed down and running over and running over. I have received my Jubilee. I have received my Jubilee. Everything that belongs to me, everything that belongs to me, I receive, I receive. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's done. It is done. I don't know what you might have been waiting for. I don't know when you thought that you were going to receive your breakthrough, but I'm telling you, you received it today. If you said that prayer, you received it today. And I know you did because the Lord gave it to me. Because that came in the Levitical law. But we see in Matthew 6. <laughs> that Jesus is telling us the way to receive from God. I can't make that up. That's the word of God. God's promises are for you. Anything that was tethered to you or bounding, binding you, any door that had a lock on it is released. It's open now. All of those things have fallen away. You can return to, the, to your land, to your property, to your birthright. It is yours because you were able to forgive. You were able to say, yes, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive today the art of receiving God's promise. Prophet is free. Presence of the Lord is heavy in this place. I want to, I know some of you are slain in the spirit, but you can hear me in the spirit. Amen. I know some of you, it's like in first Kings eight, where the glory of the Lord just filled the place and the mm. priest couldn't even stand to minister. Stay in this place. Don't feel pressured to turn this off or go to your next activity. Stay here and let the Holy Spirit minister to you in the name of Jesus. Some of you are just flat out drunk in the spirit right now. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. 
stay here. Let him do his work. Mm, mm, mm. And as Apostle True was speaking, she said, you can forgive mm. every single time. And in that moment, I heard the Lord say, because she said, you can cancel their debt. They don't owe you anything. In that moment, I heard the Lord say, and it doesn't cost you anything. Mm. You're forgiving them. You're releasing them. Doesn't mean that you miss out on something. Mm. It opens you up to receive more from yes. God. That's what he's saying. As long as you're holding others in debt to you, you can't freely receive from him. Amen. And he doesn't play second fiddle. You're not losing anything. But you're gaining much, much more. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Yes, Lord. We encourage you to contact us. I'm not even going to remove the screen and put up the contact information. Amen. If you need to just respond to this, put a comment under this video. Um, the email is God um, help Jesus. Eternity chat at God's love song ministries.com. And you can reach either one of us on our Facebook pages, our ministry pages, true free love ministries and God's love song ministries and discipleship way. Daughters of faith. Right, every page you can reach us. Yes, be blessed. Receive. I don't even feel like we need to close this out. I feel like we need to allow the Spirit of God to continue to flow. Amen. So God be with you. God bless you, and God keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.